Welcome to the Obey Podcast, where we see through mainstream narrative. No propaganda, no bullshit, just the truth. And now, here's your host, Matthew Keck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Obey podcast. So a quick housekeeping thing. Um, I did not post an episode this Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Um, I usually end up putting together the actual episodes late in the weekend. So I didn't end up getting around to it until Martin Luther King Day. So these episodes are coming up on the 19th and the 20th. And so on Tuesday and Wednesday instead of Monday and Tuesday. Um, if you've been keeping track, that, that's how I've typically been doing it lately. I've been doing two episodes a week on Monday and Tuesday. And I've, I, it's just generally because I've been consuming news throughout the week and the main things that I've wanted to discuss, I can put into, you know, 20 to 30 minute episodes um, once I get around to processing my thoughts and recording. So to dive into today's issue, it's a, it's a thought that I've been kind of kicking around and I've kind of touched on similar things and I touched on it a little bit on my economic outlook episode but it's the idea that there's two narratives around coronavirus that are going to shape 2021. Okay, so what what, what do I mean by that? Well, I, I, I guess the good starting point is, it is a cynical view that I think is accurate about our officials and our government. And I think it's been reinforced by a lot of recent events and probably a lot of historical events too. But I'll, I'll give a few examples of recent events. But, but, but it's just the idea that the people in charge kind of embrace the narratives that fit whatever agenda they want to push. So I, I, I guess what I'm getting at here is I can have a good faith discussion with a random person about, say, the minimum wage. And I, I can bring up certain things that concern me. They can give counter arguments. I can give counter arguments to that. We could have like a, a very wonky policy debate. But when it comes down to it, when you hear politicians talk, it doesn't really matter what they actually think on the issue because they could just pick this side either me or the person I'm having a good faith debate with, since there's a somewhat valid argument that at least about half of America agrees with on both sides, you can just co-opt whatever the message is that happens to fit the agenda you're going for. So if somebody wants to just look sympathetic towards poor people, it doesn't really matter if they think the pro $15 minimum wage argument is right, they're going to co-opt that message and say it anyways. So they can kind of pick the argument, whether they truly think it's true or not, and fit it to the agenda. So it's kind of like a post hoc rationalization. It's like saying, I want to look this way. What are the policies that are currently perceived as this way? Great, I'll use them. So I can see this happening in the coronavirus discourse in ways that are painfully clear to me. And since the 19th, as this is going out, is the day of Joe Biden's inauguration, and coronavirus, obviously, the looming issue. I, I think it's important to kind of talk about the two narratives that are going on right now and some of the evidence going into each of them and then the implications. So, okay, so so so, so there's the very pro-lockdown or the third lockdown, I guess, at this point, because we, we locked down the first time, you know, two weeks stopped the spread, and then things kind of opened again and things locked down again. Um, at least in Pennsylvania, stuff reopened recently. But I, I, I guess there's a narrative that could go into a third lockdown. And that, that narrative is about this European strain of the virus. And it's about the vaccine not being um, effective in all the ways people have kind of assumed it would be. 
okay, so some of the evidence that goes into that is just if you pay attention to the news, every a lot of states are like reporting that they've had first signs of you know the the the, the new coronavirus strain, um, and a, a lot of that talk, talks about how this new strain is allegedly more it, it's easier to transmit. Um, it's not necessarily more lethal or going to lead to a higher mortality rate, but if it transmits easier, well, then we have a new problem on our hands. So, 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 that, so that's part one that kind of plays into that narrative. Then part two is kind of the idea that the vaccine hasn't been proven to show that. So, 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 so the vaccine's supposed to keep you from, I guess, really getting sick or dying, but it's not proven yet, according to, I, I guess, a Wall Street Journal article I read this week, that it would actually keep you from being an asymptomatic spreader. So this kind of plays into the whole narrative that, oh, yes, a lot of people will get the vaccine, especially old people. But even if you have the vaccine, you might still spread it and not everybody's going to be vaccinated. So you got to keep wearing masks and you got to keep socially distancing pretty much indefinitely, or at least until this new evidence is found. So this is the kind of stuff that makes me think our our elected officials aren't going to let us get anywhere near back to normal for at least the summer. Right. So that uh, that's definitely a concern I have and it plays into this narrative. But then we look at the other side, right? We, we look at the people who have been saying we need to reopen businesses. We look at Florida, who hasn't done particularly poorly, even though they reopened. And while places like California have stayed locked down and have had, you know, spikes in cases. And you see Andrew Cuomo come out last week in a press conference, and he essentially flip-flops completely. And he says our, our economy, it, it, the, the, he's saying the New York State economy is in the tank, and he's worried they'll permanently be killing it, and that they need to reopen which is essentially the right-wing talking points for the last eight months. So so there, there, there is a potential narrative that they could lean into that is like, hey, we have the, we have the vaccine, a lot of people are getting vaccinated, the most at-risk populations are getting vaccinated, and it's accessible. Therefore, we can trust people to you know, ha- have freedom. Of fr- we, we, we can trust people to use their free will because they have the opportunity to get vaccinated. And, you know, if they didn't get vaccinated, it's on them. You could leverage that angle into reopening. And then Joe Biden could take credit for the for, for what he could call like the Biden boom or something, because everything would reopen. Service jobs would come back. It, the economic numbers would look all crazy because they'd be compared to n- numbers from when everything was shut down. And it could be the V-shaped recovery that only only Joe Biden could bring us. And and in a way, I could see him leaning into that because it looks like that's what Andrew Cuomo wants. Um, the, the only other way I see him embracing that is if we get some truly, truly intense, like, uh, it, it, if, if, if we get more events that were like the insurrection on January 6th, which is already almost two weeks ago, if we get these protests and riots that, that just show intense intense discontent then well the I, I i could imagine a world where that polarizes biden act in both ways right so he could cave because he's clearly seeing that there there's a large amount of people who don't like it but a lot of the reaction to the insurrection c- kind of leans into doubling down against those people because because the overwhelming majority of people didn't respond positively to the insurrection so 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 that that is something to consider um, how those protests and how the anti-lockdown people's public sentiments is going to translate into reactions from, I guess, the delay man and what that pressures Joe Biden to do. But, but, but the, the, the real big picture here is there are two plausible arguments that aren't as partisan as they were maybe two months ago 
especially since Andrew Cuomo flipped the switch. So Biden's already come out and said that he is challenging everybody to wear their masks for like the next 100 days, which is kind of stupid because in any of the states where we're seeing like heavy spikes in cases, that the mask compliance is like incredibly high. So like in New York, mask compliance is really high. California, self-reported compliance for all these things is very high and they've seen spikes anyway. So I'm not saying masks don't work. You could have all these things about viral load that maybe um, we, we don't have enough evidence on or don't particularly understand, but it's not like masks um, eradicated the coronavirus like people were saying in May. Um, so, so I don't see that being remotely consequential. But him announcing this does kind of show that he's willing to make a big deal, um, act like this is like a grandiose idea, even though, like, if you think about it empirically, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, mo- mo- most places are have already been doing what Biden's recommending for about seven months. So it's not like he's actually calling for anything that actually is meaningful. Um, and it's really just posturing and leaning into one of the narratives or the other. Um, the, the, the issue I'm having is that this is almost a, a middle ground position. It's not pro or anti-lockdown. It, it's not some harsh restriction. It can seem like one because it's him suggesting something from an, a federal level, but it's not an intense mandate or anything like that. Um, so I, this, this is one of those things where I think this is going to define probably how I view the Biden presidency, at least the first year of it, it is how he chooses to um, act on the, the evidence he has available and what uh, route he goes down. But I, 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 I guess the reason why I'm giving you guys this quick this, this quick rant is you just have to remember that no matter what he picks, it's not particularly honest because the, the same evidence has been available for months. Um, it's not going to be a nuanced opinion acknowledging trade-offs. It's going to be whatever message he thinks is going to get him more of a positive reaction from more people, or at least the people he wants a positive reaction from. And it's going to be him going, okay, this is the end I want. I want these people to like me. So here's what I'm going to pick. And if it means that the majority of people are begging for more fascism, he's going to give them more fascism. He's going to, he's, he'll double down on shutting down places if, that, if that's the uh, perception that seems politically palatable. So the next, you know, two to six weeks is going to be huge in this regard. And I'm paying attention to, I'm going to pay attention to it close, very closely because there's stories that have been playing into both narratives. And it's really just which one does the media pick up? Which one does the Biden administration pick up in their statements? Like if Biden's inauguration message talks about the new strain of coronavirus, I am going to be terrified. And then that, that's one of the reasons why I'm actually going to watch the Biden inauguration. Because even though it's going to be essentially a stump speech, that's what I'd expect. That's what the Trump inauguration was. If he leads off talking about how there's a new strain of coronavirus and things like that, and how the, the past administration wasn't strict enough, then that's some bad news for anybody who likes freedom and likes individual autonomy. Because that, that signals uh, they're, they're pursuing the heavy-handed narrative. So I, I just want to put those thoughts out there as, as we move forward. Um, if, if you pay attention to just basic mainstream news outlets like Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal, you are seeing like some signals that lead into the strong on lockdown narrative. You, you're hearing things about vaccinations not being as um, efficient. They're talking about how even if you get a large amount of the population vaccinated, you're not at herd immunity yet. 
and we still have to be worried about asymptomatic spread, even though it wasn't too long ago that the New York Times kind of, they, 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 they released their whole article about PCR tests and how maybe a lot of the asymptomatic cases aren't real cases. Well, no, nobody picked that that story up. That, that didn't go anywhere. Instead, we're just going to talk about how asymptomatic spread is still a huge concern even after vaccines. So if we keep seeing stories like that, if Biden, if Biden signals and whistles towards those ideas, I think libertarians and people on the right have a lot to be concerned about. Um, so I, I hope you guys uh, found those thoughts useful or at least informative. I'm not sure how much you guys have been thinking about this. Um, this has been what's on my mind a lot because the coronavirus, I mean, like, like everybody, it's probably been the most impactful political policy of at least the last, you know, eight years. And even though it doesn't directly impact my wallet personally, I've been able to work from home. It directly impacts pretty much everybody in the service industry, which is a not negligible amount of the American population. And it, and it impacts what anybody can do in their leisure time, which is probably the most important part of your life, because, because that's how anybody generally derives any kind of pleasure. And, you know, when you're not allowed to do anything anymore, it makes life a lot more solemn. So I can't understate enough how disgusted I am with the authoritarianism coming out of most states for the last year. Um, so, so that's why I just wanted to underscore how important this is and how important it is to watch these two narratives and watch which ones are getting picked up by who, whether it's the Joe Biden administration or just NPR signaling what the right thing is. It's going to be really important. Um, so if we end up getting an update on that, I might touch on it after the Joe Biden inauguration. Um, but for now, that's what I got on the coronavirus. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please check out the backlog and I'll be with you guys tomorrow for another episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcatcher or share the podcast with a friend. You can find out more information about the Obey Podcast at anchor.fm slash obeypodcast or on Twitter at The Obey Podcast. Until next time. Next time.